Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKings DFS picks of the week. So, Grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. I'm Joe Niehoff, your host, and I'm joined by the full slate and cast of Football on the Rocks. Both Bob and John are with me tonight. So, why don't we start, John, with what you're drinking? I know you've been wanting to talk about this for a minute because we've been sitting here drinking while we're waiting on Bobby, and John's really liking this one. So, why don't you tell us what you got? Yeah, we've been – this is basically gone at this point. (laughs) So, we are are really at the bottom of the glass. But I am currently on the 21st day of Christmas – Drinking Stranahan's Sherry Cask Single Malt Whiskey. Ooh. It's got really good fruity notes, a lot of cherry, a lot of apple, raisins, really great bourbon. I have not had a lot of uh, single malt American whiskey, but this one is very good. I think it ranges from like 60, 80 bucks a bottle. Very smooth, a lot of fruity notes. This is one of the uh, favorite days of Christmas so far. There you go. It's it's twenty five day, right? It's the calendar. Twenty four. Twenty four day, the calendar thing, the advent calendar type deal. Yeah, I got to do that next year. We almost did the wine one. Brittany and I did. My sister did a wine one, and she said it was pretty cool. Um, but that's besides that. Tonight, I am drinking some Amador. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about them before. Uh, they have two of them right now that I really like Amador does. They have one that is made in the Chardonnay barrels and then one that's made out of a um, uh, Cabernet, Cabernet or Sauvignon Blanc. Or not Cabernet Sauvignon What? Is it? Oh, my God. Sauvignon. No, no. It's, it's, it's a cab, a red barrel. Okay. Cab's good. Yep, cabs are good. So that one, I, I prefer that one. I ran out because I drank too much of it. Um, actually gave a Cabs are them. also good for when you drink too much of anything. Yeah, I, I gave Remember that, that to a friend season. slash client um, that uh, uh, just as a kind of a gift. But uh, very good bottle. So Amador, you, either one of them, you can find them in the stores. They range around uh, 35 to $40, so it's not too crazy of a, a cost. Um, really solid one for me. I enjoy it. Um, and tonight I'm drinking the Chardonnay Barrel. Um, aged bourbon. So very good. Very smooth. I like mine on the rocks. Let the water or let the no no water needed here, but uh, put it on the rocks, let the let it melt a little bit in there for you. And it's a, a very smooth, easy drink. Uh, Bobby, what are you drinking? What you got in your hands? Uh, tonight I went to uh, so grab some portage brewing. They're up. I think I've talked about them once before. Um, they're up in Walker, Minnesota. So shout out to those of you in northern Minnesota here. Um, they had a New England double IPA that I grabbed called Cloud Rest. Um, very dense of a, a, a beer. Uh, they actually took an old recipe from uh, 
2019 and then they dry hopped it so it's got this like coconut pineapple um tropical fruit kind of notes going on uh they threw in some citra and citra cryo um nelson and sabro cryo hops and then some flaked oats uh some caraform all these different uh things the malt their their beer here which really brings out that that coconut pineapple flavor that they're looking at and my goodness i might end up having two of these tonight because they're great but they are dangerous they they rate rate in at eight percent so got to be careful with them sounds dangerous you would have loved this place we went the other day what was it called john what's that place called do you remember no idea we have that bottle up there. Maybe I can go grab that and see what it's called. Anyway. It doesn't say in the bottle. It doesn't say in the bottle. Well, I won't bother grabbing it. Um, but we went to this place the other day. It's a really kind of a, a growler place, just like you like, Bobby. And um, they have a bunch of stuff. I mean, we did a little five-taster uh, kind of deal. And I think they have 50 solid. beers on tap. 50 beers on tap. You'd love that spot. Uh, a lot of them are the, Georgia. So if you're in Georgia, it's a little spot in downtown, or downtown Woodstock. So. Anyway, let's dive into the week. So uh, I think, Bobby, you have our game slate. So why don't you start us off? Tell us who we're talking about first. Well, first off, we're going to just start chronological order here. We'll start with a Thursday night game. Um, And that we have San Francisco. Oh, and and time out. Let's start here. Let's start here. Uh, We're all in the the fantasy football playoffs. Why don't our experts explain how they're doing in their playoffs? Um, well, I'll start off. I got the one seed in our home league that we all play in, the garage league. Um, got the one seed there. I'm actually going to be playing John this week. After I absolutely him. destroyed Joe's wife last week. Uh-huh. He Careful. won because uh, Fournette got hurt. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you're... he loses that, no doubt. Anyway. Yeah, you're right on track to lose that game. Yeah. Well. I won. Yeah. Yes, you did. So that'll be fun. What are we get? What's the bet? Is there a bet? I mean, there's no reason I should be in the playoffs or in this game or have a shot to win this game. So, right. What do you want the bet to be? Um, this is one of my worst playoff teams. This is, yeah, your team is not. I've not had much better teams where yeah. I finished like 10th. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, I don't, I don't know that I would feel comfortable betting you something because that's just not fair. So I oh, would let you let you dictate the uh, the terms of that if we come up with something. What uh, other leagues are you in, Bob? That you're in the playoffs in? I have I have one other league that I'm in. It's a ten team league that I have at work. Uh, with uh, some buddies of mine at the Sherburne County Jail here in Minnesota. Um, and I got the two seed in that one. So hopefully I'm going to make it to the next round and compete for a real big bragging rights championship there. Um, I am lucky enough to be one of those teams that has Jonathan Taylor. So maybe he can, uh, drag the rest of my squad along. Do have, um, Deontay Johnson, one of my favorite wide receivers at the start of the season. Um, Jalen Hurts uh, is, a, is another one that's been kind of 
pulling me through this year. So makes sense. Interesting. Uh, Bobby made how many leagues are you in, Mister Expert? Um, I am only in, I believe, five leagues. So only in five leagues, the expert Bobby made it to the playoffs in two leagues. It, no, I made it to playoffs in three of my five. Oh, I just asked what you're in. So where's the third he's one? He's already out. The third one I, I was eliminated last week. Oh, I got you. In the Nightmare League. The, my, yeah. the Nightmare League. That is correct. You did get yeah. eliminated in the Nightmare. Oh, well, very good. Got, at the three, three leagues five, there, Nightmare League and our Dynasty. Sounds like a chance to win it for sure. And really two of them. Um, I hope you get upset by John this week. I am hoping for that. I, I hope I don't because then I can just rub it in your face even more, Joe. I know. You love that with me. I do. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. You say that it's our easiest league, yet you continue I mean, to Bobby, struggle. When's last time, Bobby, when's the last time you won that league? Yeah. 2014. Let's, let's talk about it, Bob. But, let me go. Two, uh, but, 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 you have but, two champions let me go. in this room. And, and Brittany, my wife, who is taken second and made the playoffs every season she's been in it. So, Bobby, you, know, you have never won the league while I have been in the league. Ooh, that's a bold statement. Huh, that is, I would have to see if that's true. I was uh, looking at the history earlier today. I think the last thing I was 14 or 15. And yet he still talks um, shit all the time. So, so I won in 2005, and then I won again in 2012 and 2013. Took second in 2014. Okay, so last time you won it was 2013? 13. Going on a decade. <laughs> nope. That's painful. And Emily's chiming in saying that she won last year. Yes, she did. Congratulations, Emily. The women in the uh, in the leagues tend to do fairly well for some reason. Uh, but congratulations to them. All right, so enough giving Bobby shit. Johnny, uh, how are you doing in your leagues? Well, I'm playing Bobby, and then I'm playing the uh, number one seed. I'm playing the day man. Yep. Oh, in yes, the, in, the our, in our Whiskey and Wipes League. Which That's is I am favored to win against the team who has one loss, but Eckler does have the COVID. Yep. So. Right. If he he, has, he does have a chance to play yet this week. Yeah. We'll That's get right. more into that as if we he's vaccinated. analysis. Yeah. Very good point. Very good point. Well, I, have, uh, I play in five leagues. Um, if you include our super dynasty one, where we keep every player every season, I don't, I don't really count that one either. So if you don't, yeah, count I, I that included one, that in my leagues. in my five leagues that I'm in. Yeah, I. Uh, so really, I made it fifty percent to the semifinals. Then, if we don't include that, yeah. So I'm not including that one. Um, I made it in that case. I made it in all four of my leagues this year. Um, I think I have a shot to win it in two of them. Um, I did get eliminated last week against uh, in the family league. Bobby loves to rub it in on me because I tend to do very good in the regular season or family league, but can't seem to close the door. Uh, and Bobby loves to talk shit about that. All the I time. do. I do. It's my favorite thing. I didn't close the door this year. I thought I had a decent team there. I didn't think I was necessarily a winning team this year in that one, but uh, I definitely had a good team. Uh, maybe a surprise shot at winning it if some of the players played well. But anyway – um, on the, uh, other side, I have three, three games. I'm still in it. I had a buy in uh, whiskey and wipes. Um, I, I'm the only guy that beat the guy with the one loss there. And I think I have one of the better teams. We'll see how that ends up. Um, I think this week will be a tough matchup for me, but if I get by that, I think I have a good shot at winning the whole thing next week. 
I mean, all uh, four teams are good, so it's good. Yeah, it really is. That, that, I think that league is one of our, our probably our best, um, just pure. What uh, the four teams remaining are all good. Yeah, it's like, not gonna be easy for any team. It, well, and just in general, there's a lot of parity in that league. Um, so I, I do think that one's a good one. That, then that's one I do think I have a chance of winning it. Um, the other one I think I have a chance of winning it is uh, in the Highlander. The Highlander is my big league. I talk about it all the time. I've got a bunch of buddies. Um, the guy that this, we talk about all the time, the Sorry Jets, he plays in that league. Um, I think I have a, a pretty good shot at, at, at competing and winning that one. Um, I have a big week this week. Uh, let me see who, who the guy I'm playing. I have Cooper Cup in that league, which is huge. And with them playing against Minnesota, I think that could be a good week for me there. But the guy I'm playing against has – where is he at here? Let's see. Playoff bracket. All right, I'm playing the one seed this week. He's got Burrow, Eckler, Chase. Mark Andrews, Devontae Adams. So he's got a pretty solid. Um, but again, I think I have a good chance of beating him this week. So we'll see. Uh, anyway, uh, and the last one is the Nightmare League, which I am still in it and have a good team there. I don't know if I can win that or not, but we'll see how it ends up. So overall, we'll see and we'll keep you guys posted on how, how we do in, in, our, uh, in our leagues ourselves. So Bunker let's dive into it now, Bob. Go ahead and tell us the first game we got. Bunker was disapproving of everything you were saying, Joe. I know. He definitely has his opinions. He is an opinionated dog. He takes after his father, though. Yeah. All right, so we're going to start with uh, tomorrow night's game, actually. Thursday night, we have San Francisco against Tennessee. Um, Here, I'm going to kind of focus on the running backs. Looks like Eli Mitchell is going to be out. And uh, he was out last week as well. It was the uh, Wilson Jr. show. He went 21 for 110 and a score last week. I expect a high volume for him as well, making him very startable. Um, the only thing that does kind of scare you a little bit is the Titans have allowed l- less than five points to running backs in the last two weeks and only one game over 20 points to the running back position as a total in the last five weeks. Um, so, Wilson, I don't expect something like we saw last week with um, – with a big performance there, but I think he does score a touchdown. He'll probably get you into something in that 12 to 15 point range. Um, definitely startable, definitely somebody that you're, you're going to be comfortable putting in there. Focusing still on that running back position uh, on the Tennessee side of the ball, we saw Deonta Foreman um, take over that backfield now, and it looks like they're a lot more confident in him. He went 22 for 108 last week. Um, and the week prior, he got a little bit more work than anybody else with uh, 13 carries, 47 yards, and a touchdown in week 14. So um, he has taken that job over and someone that you can have some confidence against starting both of those guys, Wilson Jr. and Foreman. Um, I'm expecting that's more likely a, a flex guy for a lot of people, and that's a solid flex to, to put in there. Um, just make sure that he's in your running back spot. So if anything weird with COVID happens, uh, you have some flexibility with uh, that flex spot there. I think we both fell asleep for a second there, Bobby. I'm sorry. Were you talking? Okay. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. That was, I, I think, overall good analysis. I had a question, and it's more of a, uh, a statement. Do you think the, the fact that the guys like Deontay Foreman and, and Hilliard for Tennessee have been playing and running really well is kind of a, a testament more to the offense and offensive line in Tennessee, which would maybe lean you against saying that, you know, Derrick Henry is this great, fantastic running back? Um, no, Derrick Henry is a great, fantastic running back. He has a whole nother gear that these other running backs do not have. Um, and so he's able to make more plays and there's a reason why he is you know, all caps Derrick Henry. Um, but because they are able to produce some numbers like this, you know, 108 yards and everything last week, you know, 47 yards touchdown the week before, uh, it does show that there's still the capability of running backs to produce, um, when given ample opportunity to do so. I mean, 22 carries 108 yards. He does have some talent there. Definitely. I mean, he's an NFL running back, um, but there is a big difference between Derrick Henry and Deonta Foreman. That's for yeah. sure. No, I, I don't disagree, but I think that was a good, uh, nice little added analysis. So what, what's the next game we got? All right. Next game up. We have some of our Christmas day games. Um, the first one is Green Bay against Cleveland. <clears throat> what a gift we get. Baker Yay. Mayfield on Christmas. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, for here, I mean, Green Bay's been the eighth-best defense against the run. Uh, I think they're getting close to healthy. They've only allowed eight rushing touchdowns all year and 73 rushing yards per game. So I think I expect reduced production from Chubb, what you would normally expect. I think especially if Baker and Hunt – can both come back this week, which I think they're lined up to be. I think if Hunt is held out, then Chubb could still have upside of RB1. But I think if Hunt is in the lineup, then I think they're both kind of RB2. Um, they're both kind of in the RB2 range. Hunt may be more in the flex role, but Hunt kind of has that more upside in the passing game. Yeah. I don't know. From what I was seeing, I don't know that Hunt is going to be playing this week. I I expect him to be out. I'm gonna double check um, the my injury wire that I that I take a look at. So I'll update y'all in a minute about his status. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone's like it seems like there's gonna be a lot of question marks this week. So I think you just have to really this week is gonna be a really tough week, and you just have to watch the injury reports up to. Up to game time, and with the um, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday games, and I honestly expect a couple of games to get pushed back. Even I yeah. think it's going you're gonna have to have options. You're gonna have to have depth, um, and um, you're just gonna have to pay a lot of attention before games kick off. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that I think is this is an exceptionally short week for Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, so another thing to keep in mind. So here I did find this here. Um, Kevin Stefanski said, regardless of COVID protocols, he doesn't expect Kareem Hunt to be available in Green Bay. So make your uh, adjustments accordingly there. Yeah, and I think Chubb's – I think without Hunt, uh, they really don't have depth. I can't remember if Johnson, uh, Durant's is still hurt and out, but I think – Without Hunt, Chubb has a lot more upside. 
because then he gets more involved in the passing game than he normally would. Well, I mean, he had a great week last week. Really, I mean, you think about it. What he scored two was it two touchdowns against Vegas? Well, but still, it's a great week fantasy wise, and that's what you're worried about. So, uh, I you know, Green Bay's a little bit more of a challenge, a lot more difficult of a team. Cleveland needs the win, needs the W. We'll see kind of who plays quarterback and what's going to go on with all that. But, uh, but overall, yeah, I think that's a, a good point, a good a good piece to, to talk about. What do we got next, Bob? All right, so Christmas night is going to be Indianapolis at Arizona, Joe. Yeah, that's me. I think that's a good game, by the way. I think it's going to be a, a fun one to watch Christmas night. Um, so I, I really do enjoy it, what they've done with those games this year. Um, so we'll see how they end up. I think both of them should be a, a decent games to watch. So um, this game, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about – I'm not going to pick a position necessarily. I'm going to talk about two really stars of the game. Um, the first one being Kyler Murray going against Indianapolis. They've not been great against the pass all year. They, they've been kind of prone to giving up big plays. Um, against uh, against the pass, so um, I, I expect Kyler to hopefully have a decent game. But keep in mind, Indy's defensively played really, really well of late. Um, I mean, they've held some teams that that they think would score a good number of points um, down. Going back to say a team like Buffalo, where they won that game uh, and played really well. Um, so I think Kyler Murray look for him to have a bounce back week. Playing against uh, Detroit last week, played like absolute dog shit. I just don't see a guy like him having two bad weeks in a row. Um, so look at him coming back, bouncing back pretty strong. Um, Jonathan Taylor, um, you know, Arizona's defense is kind of average against the run. Um, one fun fact on Jonathan Taylor, he scored a touchdown in 11 straight games. That is 11 in a row he scored a touchdown. That is unprecedented and very rare. Um, so, you know, keep that going. Uh, he had kind of a modest week last week, but then broke off like a 70-yard touchdown run towards the end of the game. Uh, made a huge difference for him. Um, but I'm, I'm mentioning both these guys, and I'm saying like, hey, these, they should have decent weeks, maybe continue that, that's, that, that momentum that they've had. But I also want to kind of warn you and have you temper some expectations. If you've rode Jonathan Taylor all the way into the playoffs in your fantasy league, I don't think this is going to continue to ride him type of situation. Uh, Arizona's <sighs> defense is good. He, they, so you're, you're saying bench Taylor this nah, week? Yeah, are you There's saying no bench Taylor? There's no analysis that says bench either of these guys. All I'm saying is just be prepared and be, be ready for maybe not that 20-point week that you might hope for every week. So, so put a number on it, Joe. I think John would love to bet you on this. You're okay. saying he's going to go under 20? I think he's under 20 this week. I'll take over. Okay. If he's under... I'm going to beat Dayman. <laughs> That's right. If he's over. It's a win-win for you. Win-win. Yeah. Win-win for you. Um, so, yeah. So, that's where we're at for those games. What we got? Oh, and hey, by the way, um, I know Bobby probably mentioned this too. Um, we do have a Christmas Day football on the rocks um, league play. So, anybody that has uh, joined that with us in the past, uh, we encourage you to join us for Christmas Day. What, what's our next game, Bobby? Uh, we got Detroit against Atlanta. That's my game. Um, I'm going to take a look at the pass catchers here, and really I'm just going to focus on two of them, one of them being Amon Ross St. Brown uh, for Detroit. He has come on strong the last few weeks. Uh, last three games he has at least eight catches and 15 points or more in each one of those weeks. Atlanta gives up 35 or more points in the last five games to wide receivers. Um, 
he is someone, again, I look at kind of a flex-worthy guy, and maybe depending on what your receiving core looks like, let's say you just lost uh, uh, Godwin, but you squeak through the next round, I'm on Ross St. Brown, probably available to pick up. Go grab him. He could be a, a viable starter for you this week. The other side of the ball, Russell Gage is who I want to look at there. Ten or more catches. Um, in each of the last five or 10 or more targets, I'm sorry, in each of the last five weeks, um, points, sorry. Wow. I'm all over the place. Six or more (laughs) targets, 10 plus points in each of the five weeks. And two of those weeks, he was over 20. Um, Detroit's averaging 33 and a half points in the last five games to wide receivers. So again, giving up a, a good chunk of points. I see both of these guys as getting 15 or more points for you in a in a full point PPR. Very viable starters. Bobby, what do you think about uh, Van Jefferson this week? Um, I like St. Brown or Russell Gage more. You like? Yeah, I can see Gage. I think it's a good week for uh, Van Jefferson. I, I think that the I think Van Jefferson is a game that we're not even getting up ahead, and then I think Van Jefferson um, the game flow works well from him playing from behind. No, you're thinking about Van Jefferson doesn't play not in this Van game. Jefferson, yeah, sorry, he, Josh Reynolds. Yeah, Josh Reynolds, two the, completely yeah. different guys. Well, both. <laughs> Both have played for the John, play John, John, to your credit, you have been drinking a lot. Yeah, we've been waiting and drinking. Too. <laughs> so, so I see a bet coming then. So John is thinking he wants uh, uh, Reynolds, Bobby, Josh Reynolds. Oh. To, to you, I guess you pick between. Okay, I'll, I'll no. What, How about you take St. Brown and I get, you know, two points in Reynolds? Okay. I'll do that. Okay. And that's the point spread. Reynolds, right? Josh Reynolds? Josh Reynolds yeah. for Detroit. Yeah. Josh Reynolds plus two points. Correct. Okay. I'll do that. There you go. Nice. Nice. What's the next game, Bob? Um, sorry, I'm typing in this bet as we go. Um, next game, we got Baltimore at Cincinnati. Baltimore, Cincinnati. That's you, John. That's John. Baltimore, Cincinnati. All right. Oh, God. Baltimore, Cincinnati. So, Baltimore has allowed the six most points to quarterbacks and the eighth most points to wide receivers in 2021. And Joe kind of focused on this on the DraftKings podcast. But I think Burrow and all three Cincinnati wide receivers this week. I think Burrow's a solid top 10 quarterback this week. I think all three Cincinnati wide receivers are playable. I think um, I think uh, Chase has wide receiver one upside. I think Higgins is a solid wide receiver two. And I think Boyd is kind of in that flex wide receiver three. But I think if you have any of them, I think they're all solid and um, playable, especially if you look in uh, divisional game. That means a lot to both teams. Both teams need to win. I think it's going to be a high-paced game, especially with Lamar coming back, where um, I think you look at the game last week without Lamar, high-scoring game. I think with Lamar coming back, could be another high-scoring game. 
Um, I think it kind of just plays to Cincinnati throwing the ball. I think all three are going to be great plays with Burrow being a great player. Yeah, I think the last time they played it was 51 points total scored in the game. So you're definitely going to get a higher scoring affair, I think. Yeah, I, I think like last week, if you survived like I did with Higgins scoring like two points, yeah. then like I think it's a good bounce back game for all of them if you played them and you survived. Yeah. Very good. All right, Joe, our our favorite Vikings against the Rams. Yeah, I know. I'm so excited I got this one this week. Totally random draw here that I got to have it. Um, I think I'm going to talk about really probably the most relevant to talk about is wide receivers, right? So on both sides of the ball. Uh, We're going to start with the Rams because it's a pretty obvious uh, piece, but I'm going to give you guys some fun stats and statistics that follow around that. So Cooper Cup, OBJ, Van Jefferson, those are the wide receivers, obviously, on the Rams side. Uh, Cooper Cup should have probably one of his best games of the year. He's got so much attention every week uh, from his quarterback. I, I don't even know the last time that he had under 10 targets uh, or the last time they had under like eight receptions. I mean, the guy's been just stupid. Um, so that's that's big for that. Um, one thing I will say to him, to him on this, so first of all, the Vikings are the, the worst against wide receivers, according to DraftKings uh, statistically. Uh, but one fun fact is if you look at the cornerback ratings, which how much do they really matter? I don't know. Like how much do they really make an effect? But the slot cornerback for the Minnesota Vikings ranks no shit, like dead last out of every cornerback, according to PFF rankings that are like that fall under the category to be ranked. <laughs> Mackenzie Alexander is like 140 out of 140. <laughs> when it comes to PFF ranking and guess just take a wild guess who lines up in the slot all the time. Yeah. Van Jefferson? No, Cooper Cup. He's oh, in there okay. all the time. And he'll, <laughs> he'll go in the slot, he'll get a little nice dump off pass. Mackenzie Alexander's given a ton of like 5-yard little dump offs. They love doing that to Cooper Cup. Um I I predict the Vikings end up playing a decent amount of zone in this game, which means if they can't get to Stafford in the first like three to five seconds of him dropping back, they are just going to tear them apart. Um, so I hope and pray that the Vikings can just keep up in what should be an absolute shootout. If you have any players on either side of this ball, you're playing them. Specifically on the Viking side, this is where the wide receiver piece comes in a little bit more. Uh, you might want a little bit more analysis to kind of have an understanding of expectations. I think Justin Jefferson is going to still get a lot of attention as far as just plays and balls thrown his way. Um, Jalen Ramsey has always been known as a shutdown guy. This year he's been pretty good. Uh, He hasn't been a stud like he's always been in the past. As far as just overall like allowing catches and so on and so forth, he's currently allowing a 60% catch rate, which is actually fairly high for a guy that's kind of a, a shutdown guy. But the ball's just not being thrown his way. So when it is thrown his way, he's available. They're open so they can kind of catch it. Um, But they're not getting big plays. So he's actually first in the league in something called a burn rate. I looked this up on a a new site that I I used this week. Uh, But it's a thing called a burn rate. So how many times has you been burned uh, versus balls that they've thrown at him, so to speak? Um, and his burn rate is literally 0%. He's the only guy uh, that has 0% burn rate 
uh, on the number of targets and balls thrown his way and catches that convert and so on and so forth. So, uh, you know, what does that mean again for if, if Justin Jefferson is shadowed by Jalen, I just, you know, he's going to get catches. He's going to get involvement. He's going to probably have seven ish catches or so. Uh, and the Vikings are going to need him to have a big game to stay in this one. But I really like Thielen this week if he plays um, as a guy that can get you some some pretty solid upside points-wise um, from somebody that hasn't played in a couple of weeks. Uh, but overall, that gives you some insight and some ideas uh, coming into that game. So how is Odell going to do? Because I'm not so sure about his ability to produce this week. I mean, I think it's a good question. I, I, I don't see him. I see him as a – if you have him, you're starting him. Um, so he's a top 24 wide receiver at a minimum, I think. Um, no, 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 no. Both of you going no? no. Well, I'm not going to make no. a bet if both of you go no. Plus, you two need to make more bets than I need need to. So. Well, but you and John can do one here because I'm looking. I'm looking at how has Odell Beckham Jr. done against the Vikings specifically in, in games against the Vikings. He has 16 targets in total in his career against the Vikings but only 50 yards and five catches in, in, in the entirety of his career against the Vikings. Well, defense. It, it doesn't help that he's had like Baker Mayfield throwing him the ball. But this also includes um, the ghost of Eli Manning throwing him the ball too. Yeah. Well, what one game, but, but just how the, many games just, the Vikings he, play he's, a, he's a, a phenomenal talent. Don't get me wrong, but he has just in his career struggled against the Vikings in yeah. games played against Minnesota. Like he just is unable to produce for some reason being in the, in Minnesota just like stops him from being able to be the elite receiver that he's shown that he can be. Yeah. It's just too, it's just too cold up there. Yeah. In the dome. Yeah. Yeah. Too cold. He can't but manage. I say all that to say like, if you have Odell, I personally am looking somewhere else. Despite the good matchup, like I am looking somewhere else. So then, what about Van Jefferson? You're just saying Odell, period. But you play Van? No. So only guy you're playing? I would play Amon Ross St. Brown or Russell Gage over over Odell. Two guys that are potentially out there on the waiver wire. Go pick up. Well, they're also number one wide receivers, and they don't have a guy like Cooper Cup that's taking up ninety percent of the targets. Right, but you could pick up Amon Ross St. Brown in most leagues. Or you maybe grab Russell Gage and he's like a decision that's on your bench. I would rather play those guys. Yeah, I I mean, I don't blame you for that. Um, Let's move on to the next one, though. I don't think we're going to have a bet here because neither John or I look like we want to pull the trigger on this one. So we'll move on. What's our next game? All right. Now we're on to Buffalo, New England. That's my game, and I'm going to talk about some running backs here. Um. I warned y'all about Stevenson and Harris in general. Harrison play. Now Stevenson's sick. Um, and so we'll see if he's going to be playing this week. If it is the Harris show, though, um, he, he's really the only one that I would even consider playing because Stevenson has no game um, over 10 points since, like, I don't know, midseason when he scored two touchdowns in a game against Cleveland. Uh, other than that, he is under 10 points in every single game that he's played. Um, Harris, if healthy, yeah, he, he is startable. Since week 10, though, um, you know, again, Stevenson, no games over 80 yards. 
Harris would be the only one that you're willing to start. And part of that um, is that, you know, Buffalo has only given up two touchdowns each of the last four weeks allowed um, on the ground. And so I think Harris, his best bet is to get in the end zone. Other than that, I don't know that he's going to have a lot of production. Um, so he is flex worthy at most, but I would look for a higher upside play this week, especially against this good Buffalo defense. Um, the Buffalo side of the ball, focusing on running backs here. Um, Devin Singletary's kind of weirdly taken over the backfield here. He had 93% of snaps last week that he was in on. He scored an average of 15 points in the last two games. Um, you know, Moss kind of out of nowhere, too, right? I Moss mean, has been, Moss has a, been slowly uninvolved. Uh, yeah, like Moss is a healthy scratch the last couple weeks, not playing at all. Yeah. Um, and then they have Matt Breida, who plays, you know, six snaps a game. Um, so Devin Singletary has really taken out this job for himself here. Um, now, we're not going to expect, like, you know, Jonathan Taylor numbers like we saw last week against uh, this New England defense. But he is definitely start worthy. Um, again, someone that you can easily flex probably. And depending on your league, he, he might even be available because not a lot of people were putting a Buffalo running back on their bench. Um, so he, he might be out there, something to check on. I don't know if I like him as a startable player personally, but that's just me. Uh, he, although, yes, John, the volume think? is there. John Devin like- Singletary, top 20 running back, top 24 running back this week. I'll say top 20, no. You think he's going to be a top 20? No. You think he's going to be top 24? Do you think he's start a, a, a startable top, running no. back? Top 20, no. He doesn't – yeah, so top 20, he's not going to give you 24, Bob. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll do it. Top I think Singletary – I think Singletary is top 20 running back this week. All right. I say fuck that. We're rocking – yeah, we're rocking and rolling on bets tonight. Let's keep them going. What's our next game, Rob? Hold on. Game I'm, of the I, week. I keep I keep putting in these bets right before um, it's my turn to like say what the next game is. Oh yeah, John, this is the game of the week. The sorry Jets taking on the abysmal Jaguars. <laughs> That's it, right. What we got? So five thirty-eight ranks games zero to ten based on quality, importance, and overall. So they rank each item, quality, importance, overall, and they give it a rank 0 to 100. This game has a 0 in every category. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the first time ever? I I don't know. I I was looking through their games this week. I was like, wow, it's a 0 in every game. That is awesome. It's not a good game, not an important game, and overall, it sucks. (laughs) Um, I would say that this is the worst game of the year, and the only relevant players are the running backs of Carter um, against an average Jags run defense and Robinson against the Jets, who are the worst defense against the run. So I think really Robinson's the best play. I guess you're happy with playing him. You, yeah. you can't have a better matchup. Yeah, yeah. And he's not in Urban Meyer's shit house because Urban Meyer's in his wife's shit house. <laughs> So, I mean, 
you're happy with Robinson. I think if you have Carter, you expect better things. But yeah, I don't think you have to rely on him this week. No, if you have I think Carter's a, a flex, a great flex play. Actually, I think he could be a great flex for for somebody. Um, interesting. I love that zero across the board. <laughs> now I, I thought I saw card. something about um, the. I'm going to look and see. I thought I saw something about the. Jets running back, Michael Carter, being hurt or COVID or something related. So I'm going to look that up as we keep moving along here. Um, and I'll chime in once I find that again. If uh, I might be hallucinating, but um, I thought I saw something about that earlier today. Now, Joe, you got the Jets at Philly. The, What's going on there? Uh, Giants, Giants at, at Philly. Giants. Yeah, at so Philly, Philly Giants. Um, you know, interesting, the last time they played, I think we had a lot of stuff saying, like, okay, you know, Philly's going to have a great game. Giants' defense is terrible against the pass. Do everything you can to get Hurts on your team, you know, and so on and so forth. Um, and that score was like 7 to 13 <laughs> was the final. It's just a brutal game. Uh, honestly, I, I don't know if we can expect a whole lot more. Um, I think Philly will be nice and, and confident coming off a good win uh, against Washington. Um, but for me this week, I got uh, running backs, I think, is well relevant to talk about. Sanders coming off a good game. I think he came out of that questionable. Uh, but the Giants are 25th against running backs. Um, what that really means to me is that I think Hurts could also have a good game. Uh, he had two rushing touchdowns last week. Uh, you kind of see them the way the offense runs underneath him it, uh, pretty pretty effectively um, when he's rolling. And, you know, maybe he continues the momentum coming in this week against uh, the Giants. Um and a side note to that, uh, Hertz has 10 rushing touchdowns on the season. So another interesting fact. Barkley uh, is a, another decent play, um, 23rd against the running backs uh, for Philadelphia. It's probably going to be the Jake Fromm show, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Glennon may play. I, I don't know what the deal is there. I think he got benched last week. Um, so it could be the Jake Fromm show, which is, I think, anything other than the starting quarterback is always going to favor the running backs, because when they do have to throw the ball, you're probably going to see a good number of dump passes. Uh, and if you look at it, Barkley has not played all season, like the, the whole year. He's got 37 catches. That's like six catches a game is what he's averaging. So his floor is going to be pretty decent for you. Um, but uh, but overall, I think those are the, the fantasy-relevant guys and pe- people you should be uh, expecting. I think both those players uh, – I think Sanders is probably more of a flex guy for me. Um, he had a great week last week. Probably do a little bit better than that. He's one of those guys with kind of a not the greatest of floors, but decent upside. Um, if he plays well, you'll be happy. Um, so I think he's a startable flex guy, and I think Barkley is uh, a starting running back for you this week as well. So going back to um, Michael Carter, Michael Carter that I saw is actually a cornerback for the Jets. So the other Michael Carter. Yeah. There you go. Good to know. Make sure you get your Michael Carters right. What's our next game, Beth? Don't start. A, a cornerback at your running back position. Yeah, don't do that. No, no, I don't know that you can start a defensive player. Don't do it, Bobby. I, I mean, <laughs> I'll bend the rules <laughs> as long as it works out in my favor. Um, all right. Well, so we know that's true. We got we got the Buccaneers against the uh, Carolina Panthers here. Um, that is my game. And looking at wide receivers once again, ba- biggest news there. Uh, Godwin is out. He tore uh, some ligaments there in his knee. It's unfortunate he was on a uh, 
a one-year contract. I think he was a franchise player or something like that. Um, so probably not going to be re-signed, or if he is, it's going to be re-signed for very cheap. Um, if he does stay there, we'll see what happens, you know, for those dynasty players there, what, Godwin. What's that tell us, Bobby? What's what tell us? I don't know. I'm getting hurt. Um, don't don't get, be a team player. Yeah, right. Um, get that money. Get Anto- yourself paid, man. <laughs> Antonio Brown is back from his suspension. Um, and Mike Evans is coming into this game questionable. Now, Carolina has allowed seven touchdowns in the last four games. And uh, despite the, the way that their defense has played statistically against the wide receiver position, uh, when those wide receivers are in that upper echelon, they just absolutely dominate. Um, and so that's just something to pay attention to. I don't think that uh, you, you have to temper expectations here with Evans or or uh, Antonio Brown. Um <laughs> Carolina um, um, on the side of the ball again looking at wide receivers DJ Moore uh, monitor his situation throughout the week here because um, he did pop up on the injury report and so just want to monitor that as, as the week goes on um, on a side note Anderson um, he actually has uh, averaged 10 targets in each of the last two games um, so some uptick there and we'll see if that sustains itself Tampa Bay has uh, given up some points here, but over the last couple of weeks uh, since their week nine bye, uh, they've only allowed 20 plus points to the wide receiver position on average. Um, so not a lot of production value there. Um, yeah, that's all I got there. Yeah, not bad. I don't think there's too many, too many things to argue or bet against that. What's our next game? Uh, next game we got here is the Chargers at Houston. Here, John. Bobby gave me all the good games this week. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so they both teams have bottom five defenses against the run, but I think some of this game, I think I expect how it will go will be dependent on if Eckler plays. He showed up on COVID list on um, Wednesday. But it sounds like he's vaccinated and he has a shot at playing on Sunday. Hopefully he does. Otherwise, you may be able to buzz in and beat me in the Garage League. Well, I have him in the Whiskey League, so I need him in the Whiskey League. All right. Well, let's both, pray that, he, let's both pray that he, so for a he plays. Not too high, not too low. Somewhere in between. Well, you know, yeah. going to help you both. What's more important, money or bragging rights? Because one of those leagues has a lot more money than the other. Uh, bragging rights <laughs> is most definitely more important. Beating Bobby is most yeah, the, well, good luck on that. Yeah. Good luck on that. Um, but I, I think in this game, I expect uh, the Chargers to be up big. So I think the even though the Chargers don't have the best run defense, uh, I, don't, I really don't expect anything from Houston's running backs because their running backs are horseshit. Um, I I expect a good big game from Eckler if he plays. If he doesn't play, I think both I think both backups. We talked about this a little bit on DraftKings, where they kind of have a backup that fill half of each of the roles. So I think neither of them really have upside that Eckler does. Um, and so I I think I kind of temper my expectations for Mike Williams. 
And then I think that even though the uh, even though the Chargers are the third best defense against wide receivers, I think Cooks could still have a big game just based on the fact that I think that the Chargers are going to be up big and um, yeah. Houston's going to have to throw. Had good gift from him last week. Too. Bobby, Bobby, who would you take, Mike Williams or Cooks in this game? Oh, Cooks, hundred percent. There's, yeah. It, I mean, it's it's hard not. It's good effort to throw out that potential bet right there. Yeah. I don't blame you. Well, I mean, it, it's more of a question. It's more of a question if you say Allen or Cooks. That's where the question comes into in, into play. There. You think so? Who would you take on that one? I would take Allen over Cooks. Yeah, same. Yeah, that's a good point. Very but, good. Oh, but I if I were ranking just those three, that's kind of the order that it goes in. I think Allen, Cook, Allen and Cooks, I think, is actually very close. I'd be willing to bet Cooks if you want to take Allen. Yeah, I'll take Allen if you want to take Cooks. Yeah, I'll do, I, I will do that for the sake of the bet. Just because I, I I only have a three point lead on Joe right now, and any way that I can get some some uh, separation, throwing, throwing points to me doesn't hurt you. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, Bob was so confident earlier in the season, and John even got mad at me because I was making all these bets. Well, yeah, because he was only betting against you. Well, that yeah, was but then because you were working. But then, but then Joe got eight easy points against John. <laughs> all in a row between weeks 13 and 14 just like eight points just went straight over like it was ridiculous yeah that got that got aggressive fast for john and i but yes we needed, we needed it we needed to start betting with bobby yeah. not involved so we could yeah. catch up all right next I'll, game. Up, I'll update that uh, numbers after this week here we'll we'll have an update on what our board looks like with uh with just the last week to go yeah all right chicago seattle is that next that is precisely what is next, yes. I'll make this one fairly quick for us because, unfortunately, um, you know, years past maybe Seattle was nice to have during the fantasy playoffs, but I just don't think so anymore. I'm talking about quarterbacks because I think the only relevant player that uh, could be a potential streamer for you if you were streaming quarterbacks during the playoffs and still in it, uh, I think Justin Fields is a legit streaming quarterback. I think he could have a top 12 week this week. No. Maybe even better than that. No, uh, I know John's saying no, no, no. We'll see if he plays. He does have an ankle injury, if I re- recall. Um, but he's good, good spot playing against Seattle. Uh, not very good against uh, quarterbacks, and not really good against the run. So, a guy that can run a little bit, throw it a little bit. Uh, if you look at the last couple of weeks for uh, Justin Jefferson, minus the game where he got hurt and didn't play, minus like, the game against the Vikings, who are bad against the run and bad against quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, not minus that game because he was very streamable last week against the Vikings. So let's look at his his, his points. So I'm I'm going to go to DraftKings because it's easier for me to look it up right there. So um, before you do that, um, little breaking news here from seven hours ago: Brandon Cooks was placed on the COVID list. So uh, if he doesn't play, or obviously our bet doesn't go through. Well, yeah, um, that's with all bets, if one of the players. But- Right, is, is out before the game, of course. But to, I just have I, to start the game. So yeah, something for our listeners to definitely be aware of. Um, we're going to move on to the next game because whatever Joe is going to say about a quarterback that you should not be starting is Hold irrelevant. No, no. Uh, Pittsburgh against Kansas points, City. 19 points, 21 points, and 18 points. So He's Pittsburgh a quarterback. against Kansas City. Um. Keep keep making your point, Joe. No, I just did. That's all. Okay. I was 
Russell Wilson, I wouldn't play. He's the other quarterback in this game. Um, Chicago's defense is pretty good, and they proved that last week against the Vikings. Um, but I think Justin Fields is a startable quarterback this week in fantasy football if you're streaming quarterbacks and you're still in the playoffs. I'll make that bet. Okay, so what, top 12? Yeah, I'll say it's not top 12. All right, I'm in. Joe, I mean, again, at least John's getting the point. <laughs> I'm going to win that bet. I'm going to win that one, Red Chef. All right, what's the next one, Bobby? Uh, next one is, again, mine here, Pittsburgh against Kansas City. Um, I'm going to be talking about the running backs here um, just because they're really interesting for me because I have uh, Najee Harris. So starting with Najee Harris, um, Kansas City's actually done well against uh, running backs as a whole, but not necessarily against pass-catching running backs. Um, those guys have been able to gouge them a little bit um, and so I do like Najee Harris to have a nice rebound game here. Um, just with some other start worthy guys, obviously you're starting Deontay Johnson. Um, Claypool is flex worthy, but I don't really like too many other guys in this game um, on Pittsburgh side of the ball for, for a starting lineup. Um, now Kansas city side of the ball, they are dealing with some COVID issues, but the hope is that Hill and Kelsey, who are both uh, COVID positive right now, um, hope is that they do return. Notably, Noah Gray is the only not injured, not COVID, you know, out related tight end on Kansas City's roster right now. Um, so somebody maybe grab stash. And if by chance Kelsey doesn't play, um, Noah Gray could be startable in this game, um, especially just given the volume of work that's going to come his way. Um, again, if, if Hill is out, Hardman's interesting, but more so as a flex, and I don't expect him to put up, you know, 150 yards and a touchdown like Hill might be able to do in this game here. Now, Pittsburgh for Kansas City's rushing side, which is really what I want to focus on here, um, they've allowed nine rushing touchdowns in the last six games, uh, almost, you know, basically a touchdown and a half per game. I see... Uh, CEH is having a nice comeback game here. And especially if Hill and or Kelsey are out, he'll get a little bit more of that red zone usage and um, have a really nice week for you. Um, definitely, definitely a, a start worthy guy and someone that I would feel very confident in this week. I think one thing to note for COVID, I think the rule change that they had now is if you're vaccinated to play, you just have to be asymptomatic. Yeah. So you don't even need the two negative tests, negative tests which I think plays into the benefit of Kelsey and Hill, especially right. now. I think it's self-reporting. So if you self-report, as, if you're vaccinated and you self-report as no symptoms, then you can play. Yeah. So I think as long as the players are vaccinated, I think you can. I think you know based on the injury reports if they are vaccinated or not. Um, you th- do you think you see players who maybe haven't, like especially those uh, more elite players, that maybe they hadn't got vaccinated, that they'll take those shots this week, and then in like two or three weeks they can take their second one and be fully vaccinated for the playoffs. Yeah, but I, I think it's too late because I think it's you need to take your first shot. And I think it's 
three or four weeks for your second shot, and then it's two weeks after you get your second shot, you're fully vaccinated. So I think it's too uh, late. Okay. So I think it's too it late. It would be too late. Yeah. All right, moving along here. We got Denver at Las Vegas. John, I believe this is your game, your last one here. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you have that. You gave me, you gave me the, the great teams. Cleveland, Jacksonville, Jets. Houston, Denver. I'm Vegas. just trying to make the the analysis easy for you, John. My God. All right. This is a quote-unquote important divisional game. This is, the, this is the third, only three afternoon games this week. This is the third of those three. And I, I got to say, I'm pretty excited. Like, we've had – we'll have eight football games in ten days. I'm kind of excited for next week where there's no – Thursday night games. It's just Sunday and Monday, and then week eighteen. It's just Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Which week eighteen will be a fascinating DraftKings day. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, we'll that's going to be our last. That that will be our last contest to be able to get some points in for anyone that is uh, trying to get one last entry into our drawing. Yeah, and we'll be talking about that going into the playoffs, too, because there'll be some fun draft things on playoffs. Yes. Um, but I think for this, you know, Denver's been a top-10 team against wide receivers and running backs. So I think really the only uh, – I think you want you want to wait to see if Waller plays this week. Um, even when he's played the last few games, he's been pretty disappointing. So really the only guy you're really comfortable starting for Vegas is um, Renfro at this point. Um, maybe Jacobs if he plays. And then for Denver, I think it really comes down to kind of a question of what running back do you like more, Javante or Gordon? I think at this point of the season, I like Javante more. I think he has more mm-hmm. upside. I think he – I just – I think just with how he's younger, I think they're going to start building their team around him yeah. and his pass-catching ability. I think they're just going to um, run the ball through him, I think, I think you expect Teddy to not play. So I think that just with Locke and his inability to throw the ball, I think you just expect them to run a lot. So I think both team, both running backs are startable if they play. If either of them don't play, I think they are uh, RB, their RB1 potential. But whoever um, – if. If both of them play, I think they're both solid kind of RB two. One of them might be kind of end up a flex, but I like uh, Williams more than Gordon. But I think they're both solid starts this week. Yeah, I think honestly for both those guys, it's crapshoot every week. One of them's gonna be better, the other one's gonna be better, and, and you don't ever know. You might have Gordon have ten carries, Williams have fifteen carries, but Gordon busts one for sixty yards and a touchdown. Yeah, but it's, just a, it's a coin flip. On the other hand. I don't have Gordon, and I have Williams against Bobby, so <laughs> I'm going hard on Williams. Going, going yeah. against Bobby week. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is a good matchup for him, so I, I, I would not doubt that Williams has a good week. I'm just hoping I have Gordon in another league, so I'm hoping that he is able to vulture a touchdown. That was a good bourbon. It's not going to lie. Nice non sequitur there, Joe. Washington at Dallas Sunday night. Joe. Yeah, I'm not that excited about this game. Uh, I hope that uh, Hineke plays. He's off of his COVID list stuff. Um, real fun facts, real quick. I'm actually, 
Bobby, you're gonna love it. I'm about to talk about defenses. How boring is that? Okay, Miami at <laughs> New Orleans. Did you just go Kate and then go to Miami? I mean, I know it's the game. Yeah, that's the last game. Miami. But no, had I'm, New I'm talking about it to speak on the wide receivers. So, for yeah. example, okay. McLaurin. Last time we played against Dallas was utterly shut down. Three targets, no catches. He got a concussion. What do you want him to do? He had three targets, no catches in the first he, half. He, he was shut, got yeah, hurt. He got a concussion, what, the second half? He got hurt. Bobby. What I'm, do you want him to do? I'm saying he got beat. He didn't play he well. Hurt. hurt or he not, got, he didn't play well. He got the hurt. The defenses scored two touchdowns in that game. One on both sides. Five sacks and four sacks. I mean, this was it. Honestly, it was a, it was. I bet you there's no defensive play. touchdowns in this game. I I wouldn't doubt that either. Um, but overall, uh, the biggest challenge here comes in. Does Dallas run away with it being at home in Dallas? Washington's quarterback is questionable with the COVID stuff. Um, if Hineke doesn't play, I think it's a, a heavy game, um, for Dallas. Um, but on the Dallas side, I think with the Mix that's happening between Pollard and Zeke. Um, both those guys are startable, I think, this week. But they're both kind of more on the – like Zeke I have more in the, the RB2, maybe down into a flex range. Uh, and Pollard I have kind of on that flex, uh, not much more than that. I think that they're just taking away too much from each other and playing against a Washington defense – um, that has shown life and, and has been pretty good up until last week where, honestly, they, they played Philly. But what are you going to do with a third-string quarterback? <sighs> that, you know, it's just you can't <sighs> expect much. So, anyway, that's my opinion there on that game. We'll move on to the next one. <clears throat> oh, sorry. <clears throat> I, uh, you got some I sleep apnea asleep, there? Fell asleep on you there, Joe. Yeah. Um, because that's how we started the podcast. So that's how we got to end it, too. Like um, Miami against New Orleans. Miami's going to win this game. I'm throwing that out there from the start. Miami Ooh. is going to win this game against New Orleans. Um, <clears throat> Miami has allowed no rushing touchdowns since week seven. Uh, they have one game over 90 yards allowed rushing since week six. And in that game, they got 91 yards against them. Only two receiving touchdowns against them since week 11. Um, and like, this is just like a, somehow became a solid defense. Um, I, I want to just note that I mailed the Kamara call. Um, and I almost got Fournette right uh, just based off of when that injury happened. But I nailed Kamara. I don't see Kamara having a big game again this week. Um, and that's that's a guy that, you know, maybe you look at who else do I got and consider the options. No. Um, that's a joke. No, this is true. This is a very true statement. Okay. Do we have room for another bet between me and you? No. I mean – I mean, Bobby, what, what are you saying? You, I'm saying that he's not going to be a top 24 running back this week. I'll say he's a top 24 running back. Oh, God. That's such an – okay, good. All right. Bet. All right. Bobby and John with that bet. I wanted that one so bad. 
But you guys have to take more bets so that I'm not the only one betting every time. Yeah, Joe, up until this week, you've been involved in every bet except for like six. So <laughs> you you can uh, you can pump the brakes. I can a sit bit. down and watch. Well, it's because and I the, because Joe, I'm the one that makes Joe, some of so, those asinine statements and you guys like to challenge me. Yeah, because okay. you're yeah. Um so I, I just I'm saying temper expectations here. I I I don't know that. Kamara again is is going to be start worthy. Um, New Orleans or the the Miami side of the ball. I'm going to focus on the wide receivers. Absolutely love Waddle. Absolutely love um, God. Who's the other Parker? Parker is flex worthy definitely. Uh, he's going to be a top thirty wide receiver this week. Waddle easily top twenty four wide receiver. Um, you can't really run on New Orleans so expecting the pass and, and some of their rushing to come from like these wide receiver screens and things like that. Um, New Orleans has allowed at least 15 receptions to wide receivers in each of the last six or in each of the last four games. Um, I expect the majority of those 15 to be you know distributed there between Waddle and Parker. Let's say it's, you know, eight and seven, both of them, let's say they get eight and seven receptions, I, you know, one of them is going to go over 100, and at least one or maybe both of them will score a touchdown. Um, that That's just kind of what I'm expecting to see happen this week in this game. I, I don't know. Like I said, I just got a feeling Miami's going to win this game, and you know, Waddle will be a guy that's going to be propelling people on that, you know, hey, I need a Monday night miracle kind of thing. I, I think Jalen Waddle is going to be able to produce that for those teams that need it. Yeah, I think it'll be a uh, like you kind of said at the beginning. I think that that could be a defensive-minded game, fun, hard-nosed uh, game to watch on Monday night. Um, so very good, good deal. Uh, what else we got? Anything else? Is this it? That was, last that, game. that was that was the last game. All right. Well, I think that uh, you know that was pretty good. I know I got to at some point get to the uh, Santa's little workshop because I got to start building some shit uh, that Santa sent down here for us to uh, give to the girls. So. Uh, I'm going to have to call it a night here. But, uh, Bob, you got our little toast ready to rock and roll? Um, yeah, let me uh, let me pull that up here as we close out for the evening. Um, John, any last comments before Christmas here? No, I think I have like six, seven points coming my way. <laughs> There's only God, how many? Um, it's only like six bets on the week here. Seven if you, well, eight if you include all of our um, DraftKings options to score That's points. points. So John, John's gonna John's gonna sweep the week, everyone. He needs it. He definitely <laughs> needs it. Definitely or desperately, both. I think you could, you could both of those <laughs> Yeah, we'll see what happens here. Um, all right, shoot. I'm trying to find my. I should have been. I see. I was prepared for everything else except for this part. Okay. We love you either way, Bob. No, you don't. Not really, but kind of. You are a brother. No. Not my brother. Well, my brother. Okay. Here is your uh, your toast for the night. For those of you that win, this is a toast for you because you could probably use it uh, when you tell all the ladies about your fantasy football prowess. So here's to the heat. Not the heat that brings down barns and shanties, but the heat that brings down bras and panties. 
Oh, go dude, ahead. Brother. Tell everyone about being in the fantasy football championships after this week and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Bobby, I prefer butter on my toast. I don't know what that metaphor means. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night. All right. Bye. Bye.